Welcome to The Lex Factor, a lawfully good podcast where we'll brief you on the business of law so you can build a better practice and capture more billable hours. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Lex Factor. It's your host, Lauren, here. Uh, Big news. We got Brad back with us today. Welcome, Brad. Yay. I'm so (laughs) glad to be back. It was a long time. I missed you guys. I told Brad when we got here, I'm actually, I'm a little nervous. It's like a first date because I haven't seen him in weeks and he's back <laughs> in my life and we're doing this again. We'll so. get back in the routine in yeah. no time. It'll be okay. Today, um, we have a special guest too. So we have Tommy Glasgow. He's a senior project manager over at Go Fish Digital. Welcome, Tommy. Hey there. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, definitely. So we're talking online reputation management for law today. Can you just, one, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and what you do? But then we'd love to hear more before we get started about what exactly online reputation management is. Yeah. Yeah. So like you mentioned, I'm a senior project manager at GoFish Digital. Um, We are an SEO, uh, pay-per-click, and online reputation management agency. Uh, We have an office in Raleigh, North Carolina, as well as Washington, D.C. I'm up in the D.C. office. And yeah, my role is just to oversee our projects and, and be the main point of contact for our clients. But my sort of specialty area is online reputation management, and uh, I'm definitely excited to, to chat about it today. Yeah, us too. So uh, D.C. is probably pretty exciting right now, right? So, uh, yeah, there's, there's always <laughs> something going on, and uh, yeah, definitely this time of year. We're not going there. Uh, no, no, we, no political. <laughs> no. But the traffic has to be good, though, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Really, online reputation management, why is it important? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an emerging digital media space. Um, it's got elements of public relations and search engine optimization, uh, a little bit of content marketing, but it's basically a coordinated effort uh, across those verticals to make sure a brand or an individual has a positive reputation online, um, makes a good, favorable first impression. And, um, you know, online can mean a lot of things, but specifically it's, you know, online review sites, mm-hmm. it's okay. the search results for your name or your brand. It could be social media, uh, all those kind of different channels all fall under OR. Okay. That was actually my yeah. next question. You read my mind. Like, where where do you review? How do you put up a, a good reputation for yourself online? But you got that one. There's so many different areas that that can encompass. How do you put your arms around it all? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because usually our clients have that same question and they just can't <laughs> get a handle on, on everything. But, you know, once you get familiarize yourself with a lot of the main review sites, um, you familiarize yourself with what their guidelines are and kind of what the rate of reviews there tends to be, uh, it starts to get easier to understand. Um, but definitely having a, a PR background and an SEO mm-hmm. background um, helps things kind of fall into place there, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. So besides helping with online reviews, we, we know about those. What other areas of online reputation can agencies help to improve? Yeah, so I would say the slight majority of our clients actually fall into the search results improvement space. Um, So these are clients where something negative has happened in the past. Uh, Maybe there's some residual damage from a story that came out long ago, and it might still hang out in the search results for for their brand or for an individual's name. And our job is to kind of lean on what we know about search engine optimization and try to move up content that ranks below that to suppress that negative story and, and make things a little bit more positive, especially on like the first page of Google. So that's a space um, that we're really comfortable with. Uh, Google autocomplete is another area where we can help out. Most people don't realize that that's usually your first impression you make before someone even sees your search results. Oh, yeah, um, if something that's like, a good point. 
spam or lawsuit is popping up in the autocomplete, that's usually a red flag. So we help out with that. Social media monitoring is big for us as well. If someone searches your company name on Twitter or on Instagram and everything's complaints or customers trying to get in touch with customer service, being responsive to that is important. And employee review sites. I mean, your reputation there is really important for prospective employees. Um, Making sure you have a a nice backlog of, of recent positive reviews is really important there. So um, yeah, we, we touch a lot of different areas, but um, yeah, it all falls under ORM. So I'm thinking about the name, Go Fish, and I'm thinking, you know, about the game. I'm thinking, you know, I have those things in my hand Here that I don't go. really want. No, oh, no this is yeah, what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And then I'm asking somebody for some other things that I want to add to my deck. You're right, right? So what okay. you're really doing is okay. you're taking away the bad rep, putting in the new rep. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. no. I'm I'm yeah. picking up what you're you're dropping down, yeah, kind of a little kinda, bit. A little bit. bit. <laughs> what, do, what do you think, Tommy? Was was that part of the uh, idea behind the name? To say yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll say yes. Uh, yeah, no. I, I I think I can't speak for the people who, who named the company. I wasn't I wasn't around back then, unfortunately. But I think it had something to do with um with yeah with. With whatever you said, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded good, didn't it? I think I could be a salesperson. Good answer, Tommy. Thank you. No. <laughs> thank, thank you for humoring me, Tommy. Good job, Brad. I appreciate that. Um, so, Tommy, you mentioned negativity. You know, negative press, things happen that you may want to suppress in regards to your firm or whatnot. But it's not always a result of something negative that has happened. There, There's also the idea of moving yourself up in the search pages just on top of your competitors and other firms in your area, in your practice area, correct? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, we often have to turn a lot of business down because some things should not be suppressed. Um, mm. We often say that like, if we were the PR company here, mm-hmm. would we want to be associated with, with this organization that we're partnering with? So most of our clients, it might be an issue of same name being a problem. So mm-hmm. if, if uh, I have the same name as someone who's in prison and then you Google my <laughs> name and a, and a mugshot pops up, that, w- that would be an issue, but it's not anything I did, right? Right. So uh, we see that a lot. We see a lot of like whistleblower type complaints where someone might be mentioned in the story that's negative, but they didn't do anything wrong. Um, but, you know, if you Google their name, you might see something negative. And if you don't click into the article, you might kind of freak out. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that a lot. Um, you know, older issues that have kind of been addressed. Um, I'll, I'll give you an example. We have a client who's in the consumer goods space. Um, they had a dangerous ingredient in one of their products. But the way they prepared it and synthesized it, it wasn't dangerous. Mm-hmm. But they got a lot of negative press about it. And they responded. They took the, the, the ingredient out. But the article about the original story about that negative uh, ingredient Still got all the press mm-hmm. and all the attention. The follow-up story didn't get all that. So yeah. we get a lot of instances like those examples where um, you know the company may have not have done anything wrong, but they just need help kind of restoring their reputation. Yeah. That's a great example. So talk about a little bit further how you guys actually do that you know you talked about seo you talked about suppressing articles things like that on the back end um layman's terms how do you how do you do that how do you make that happen yeah on the online reviews front we do a lot of flagging negative reviews for removal Uh, so i mentioned some of those guidelines on the major review platforms if you know how those operate um, a lot of times they have restrictions around language you can use or topics you can broach on those review sites and sometimes you can flag negative reviews that violate those guidelines and get those removed. And that would be a way to, to increase your average star rating on a, on a site like that. Um, we do a lot of 
developing strategies with our clients to request new positive reviews from from happy customers and happy clients. Mm -hmm. We try to coach them up on how to best respond to reviews, uh, which increases the odds that someone updates the review to be more positive or or maybe even takes it down. Um, So that's an example of of the online review space. On the search results side, you know, definitely leaning on our uh, expertise in SEO. Like you mentioned, uh, GoFish Digital is an award-winning SEO organization. There's the plug. Or go fish digital. <laughs> um, I was going to keep my mouth shut on that one. Can we do that? No, I'm just <laughs> As I mentioned, it's about bringing up things that might rank lower. Uh-huh. Um, ideally, your your own content ranks really well already, but if you can optimize it more to, to rank a little bit higher, it can help to suppress things down. So yeah. those are just a few examples of kind of actionable items that we do with our clients. No, that was good. And it thinks it makes me think about, you know, you go shopping at a pharmacy or something, and a lot of times you get that email afterwards, how was your experience? You know, was the staff helpful? Did, did the store have everything you needed? And that's probably one way that you can help facilitate those reviews for that, that company or vendor or whatnot online by actually completing surveys like that. But obviously that's just one example and many, many. Yep. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. We have a lot of clients in the, in the law firm space and, and doctors and real estate agents. And yeah, we definitely try to help them uh, get those review request strategies in place. Yeah. So Tommy, you talk a lot about uh, the reactive approach going in afterwards, making sure that reputation is good moving forward. Let's talk a little bit about the proactive side. What can law firms do from a proactive perspective to kind of help to maintain the reputation or to not get in a position where they have to have a, you know, have a negative review out there or anything that they need repairing? Proactive reputation management is a a fast-growing field for us. I think the most important is to make sure all of your owned content, your own website, you know, any secondary websites you have, which may be affiliated with like a nonprofit or your charitable work or you know, a product, all of that is is optimized already. There tends to be a lot of the same content that ranks for a brand's name, Um, your LinkedIn, your YouTube channel. Uh, Mm -hmm. Maybe if you have a profile on on Bloomberg.com or on a site like Inc.com, Glassdoor. Um, So just making sure you have representation there. Uh, You have an account set up on all of those. You're you're active on those. Um, And then I think, you know, assigning someone to, to be monitoring your online reviews. Uh, if something negative does come through, you have someone there to respond to it, and, and they know how to do that. And then just having someone there to request new reviews, uh, that's going to increase the, the number of five-star reviews you have so that if something negative comes in, it's not going to damage your reputation as much as if that wasn't already in place. With the way the news is today, and not to get political, as Lauren had pointed out. but He started it. I know. Just, just all <laughs> of the different news out there, all of the different ways of media – you know, just like you said, the proactive side could be t- is taking off. I could see the need for that, you know, just always maintaining, always looking at it, having the right people to respond to those. I think that would go a long way in, you know, saving money down the road for mm-hmm. needing something larger to repair. For sure. I mean, I, I listened to the podcast with Michelle uh, from Reputation Inc., and she talked a lot about credibility that PR can provide. But I think, you know, credibility can also come from uh, online reviews and what customers have to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way the world is moving, people put a lot of stock into that. Um, you can find lots of studies on how often people search online reviews before they make a purchasing decision, uh, especially a big one. So, uh, yeah, I think people are starting to catch on to that, and, and it's making ORM uh, an important field. Yeah, you know, that's true. Even uh, 
when I go to buy things from Amazon or, or wherever it is, I, I read the customer reviews. I go through. Yeah. And if the actual company responds to a negative, I I feel positive about that. Like they're listening, they're understanding what's going on, and they're willing to fix it. It makes me more apt to buy. Yeah. I honestly think it's pretty tried and true across all industries. You know, consumers want reviews. They want to know that their peers, someone like them, has used this product or this service, and they had a good experience. And, you know, people don't always trust advertising. And I hate to say that because that's the industry I'm in, and I love it, and I think it's an amazing thing. But at the end of the day, you want to know that someone that's just like you, you this product or service and they had a great experience and that's going to mean more at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think they all go hand in hand. I mean, I think yeah, advertising 100%. has a place. I came from a PR background, so I, I definitely love PR and think it has <laughs> a ton of value too. And then ORM is just another part of the mix. There's probably some smaller things that firms can do on their own. You know, maybe not everybody is in the position to look for outside help at this time, or they just want to start taking those baby steps, like you said, to be more proactive. So what are some things that firms can do by themselves without looping in, you know, an outside party like you or Lexicon or whatever to help enhance their reviews or their, their online reputation? I think it starts with just putting yourself in the shoes of your customer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, go on the, the customer exploration journey uh, as they would. You know, Google the name of your company, see what pops up, uh, see how your review rankings look or, or your review ratings, see if anything negative pops up, all of that. And then I think, you know, just assigning someone in-house who can start to get a handle on these things and, and start reporting on it mm-hmm. uh, and, and maybe Monitoring. even put together a little dashboard on your own if it's just a a Google Sheet or something like that where you can track new review came in, someone responded to it, or like, here's the response, uh, here's the, the action we need to take from it. Um, I think, you know, simple steps like that are, are an easy way to start uh, thinking about online reputation management a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. It breaks it down. It makes it a little easier. And, you know, something that Brad and I have talked about before, what we know is that the majority of people out there that are looking for legal services, their first step is online. So Mm -hmm. they're Googling, they're searching to find an attorney or whatever their practice area need is. So, again, making sure that you're at the top of the list, making sure when they do find your name that you have awesome reviews. You know, if you know that many people are going online to look for an attorney, you need to make sure that you're where they're looking. Yeah, I mean, it's a big decision. And it's mm-hmm. um, it's a very personal form of business. It requires a level of trust. So yeah, people are going to do their due diligence. They're going to read the reviews. They're going to look for um, personal recommendations, ask their friends, uh, all that sort of stuff. So it, it, yeah, it's so important to, to have a, a good ranking there. And it can be a, a good thing because um, you know you have that personal relationship. So it's not like that automated message you get you know, an email that's been yeah. asked for a review, it's, it's coming from a real person. And it's exactly. someone who can say, hey, would you mind uh, leaving us an honest review? It re- would really help uh, our clients understand what it's like to work with us and just be honest with it. The bad, the con is that people can be really emotional and, and that can be a bad thing. Um, you know, the vast majority of reviews are, are one star or five star. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of in between. So people are, are driven one way or the other. So, that's a good um, point. Yeah. you know, you can definitely let your reviews get away from you, but um, I think for, for law firms, there is an opportunity to, to get some good ones. Yeah, and I do think you have to be proactive, too, because when you said one-star versus five-star, that really brought something to my, my brain. Um, you know, a lot of consumers, they leave reviews when they're unhappy, and so— 
you are more likely going to get a consumer leaving a review when they're unhappy than when they have a, a normal experience or an amazing experience. So it becomes even more important for you to be proactive, for you to monitor, and for you to take a more proactive approach to, to gathering reviews and, and whatnot. And I also like when you brought up, you know, an automated message versus something a little bit more personal. You know, take a couple extra minutes, make sure that message that you're sending out does sound like you crafted it for that person that you are sending that message to, as opposed to a uh, message that goes to the masses. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, your your response rate is going to be so much better uh, when there's a little bit of personalization to it. People can spot the the generic script uh, from a mile away, but if you can, if you just put a little bit of extra effort into it, um, it usually helps out. Tommy, I have to ask, being in this line of business, do you go out there and Google your own name <laughs> and see what's out there? It's probably someone's job in the company. Make sure that their <laughs> their employees, uh, everybody has the best rep. You know what? Now I'm scrambling to Google my own name. Right Somebody now, Google sure him real quick before he fixes it. <laughs> we no, need, just uh, here, I just Googled it. It says here that uh, you used to be an Olympic swimmer. <laughs> no. I'm, that's Scott. Oh, that's no, right. That's, that's right. our CEO. That's no. right. No, I've I've done that. Uh, you know, you, you've gone out there and Googled, and then you're like, oh, that is not the most flattering picture no. <laughs> out there. What? Why is that out there? So one question we didn't talk about what about budget? You know, if you're looking for help from an outside vendor with your online reputation management, how much money do you need? You know, can you make a, a good effort, a good imprint with, with a little bit of money? Or is it something that you're going to need thousands and thousands of dollars to truly move the needle? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Um, I hate to answer it this way, but it, <laughs> it depends. Um, if, if there's more um, depending on how close you are to, to the milestone you want to hit. You know, if you have mm-hmm. three reviews and you average a 2.5 star rating and you're trying to get to a three, that's going to be easier than if you have thousands of reviews and you're at a two and you want to get to a four. That makes average. sense, though. Um, you know, most of, our, uh, most of our projects are on a month-to-month basis, and our clients like that kind of flexibility because if we resolve the issue sooner, then we can cut things off. Um, if it takes longer, you know, we can we, we have the flexibility to, to keep going until we uh, get to the point that we want to. Um, so it kind of depends. But I would say normally budget wise, it's, it's comparable to like a small SEO project or any other kind of small digital marketing effort, whether it's, you know, pay-per-click ads or social mm-hmm. media or anything like that. We were talking about things that, uh, you know, companies can try, things that would help their reputation. I want to know the opposite. What are some, uh, mm. yeah, I want to know some of the mistakes that law firms make or others have made that, you know, you would just kind of tell us to avoid. Don't go down that path. What are what are some mistakes that you see? You see, Brad, now we're getting to the good stuff. This is, I know, oh, tell us a story. Tell us a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Not responding, like you mentioned earlier, is a big one. Um, you said it yourself. Even if even if there are negative reviews, um, if you're not responding to them, it just looks so much worse from an optics standpoint. Best case scenario is you get the the review changed or updated. But even if you don't, um, just being transparent and and you know saying this isn't how we want to do business. Um, if you oh, have man. any questions, here's my personal name and, and contact information. That goes a huge way. So I would say. Organizations that aren't responding to reviews, aren't monitoring any chatter online, aren't checking their, their social media for people who, who are asking for help or, or who have a complaint, you know, just kind of being out of sight, out of mind uh, with your reputation is, is going to lead to things kind of going sour on you, I think. So what about, say, for example, someone leaves a review or leaves a comment 
And you as the the firm, you respond in a way, one, you could either say, hey, let's talk about this offline, PM me, or two, what if you what if you kind of go head to head with that client and say like, no, that's not what happened. Uh, this is what really happened. I've seen both situations and in the media, I've heard some negativity from going about it both ways. You know, what I know, you should mm-hmm. probably answer that, that comment or the question and kind of own it up and be willing to talk through it as opposed to saying, hey, let's take this offline privately so other people can't view it or, or going head to head and fighting it publicly. What are your thoughts on those two types of responses? It's so hard to <laughs> win the battle head to head. And it's so hard not to engage with a, a negative review when you're the owner of maybe a small business and yeah, someone's tracking exactly. you online and all you want to do is, is set the record straight. In our experience, though, there, there's just no way to win that. Um, it's, it's your word versus their word. People can just kind of keep dragging you online, and, and that conversation just keeps going and going and going. So mm-hmm. we usually recommend taking the conversation offline as soon as you can, um, and then that's where you can try to um, try to make things right or try to you know present evidence to the person to, uh, to take the review down. Um, the, the head-to-head, it, it usually just gets ugly, and uh, it, it's hard to come out from that. Yeah. I can see that, definitely. That's good advice. So, Tommy, thank you so much. I think we all learned so much today. A couple things that I'm going to take away with me today. Um, one, I think really make sure that you're, you're proactive in your strategy your ORM strategy, make sure you're out there and make sure that you have someone monitoring online, you know, Googling yourself, seeing where you show up, checking your reviews, seeing what people say about you. And again, just being proactive and making sure that you're responding to people online. If they have questions, comments, complaints, whatever, that goes a long way and it's a huge first step. Um, And I think you also proved too, regardless of your budget, whether it's small or big, there's a lot that you can start doing by yourself right now. You know, like I said, monitor, be proactive, but also, you know, start emailing out some surveys to your clients afterwards and, you know, see how their experience was. Try to get feedback that way and kind of you can take baby steps. It's not all about jumping in it all at once and spending a ton of money. There are steps that you can do on your own. Absolutely. No, I think I think you've got it. I mean, those yeah. are all those are all great strategies. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously, once you're ready to expand and, and you make some improvements, there are plenty of experts out there that can help you with that bigger strategy and that can help you with the, you know, ultimately grow and gain more clients and new clients, open up new offices, whatever those goals that you have are. But there, there's plenty of people out there and experts that you can leverage to get that ORM strategy in place, a really comprehensive ORM strategy to make sure you're, you're constantly flourishing. Yeah, yeah. Start to look into it. Um, there's plenty of blog posts uh, about online reputation management. It's, it's still obviously a growing field, but um, there's definitely a lot of literature out there. We can start to uh, get some best practices in place and, and start making uh, a difference. Well, Tommy, I did end up Googling you. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Not really an Olympic <laughs> swimmer. But... Not an Olympic swimmer. No, you do come up in one of the very first pictures. However... Ooh, Following ooh, that, you are apparently a famous actor. Um, you are also play on a football team and a basketball team. <laughs> so you you're quite the athlete and actor. You're like a triple threat, really. <laughs> you know. So uh, man, lo- lots out there. Yeah, lots out there about you. What What's funny is I have the same name as my dad. So if you see any uh, references to me owning a small restaurant in Washington D.C., uh, oh. that's, that's not me. That's uh, your dad. So I have to uh, get that scrubbed and, and get that corrected. 
Um, well, that might be a nice fun. connection to have, though, you know, yeah. Yeah. You're also the president <laughs> of TNT Fireworks. So that's, that's you know, nice. That's, that's so a, things that's go bad. I started as a teenager and, and has really been has been really lucrative for me. I uh, bet. I bet. Yeah, you can uh, really, you know, the friends all looked up to you, get the fireworks for 4th of July. Well, I know at the end of these, we usually ask people to shoot us questions for the next episode, but I'm thinking they should really Google all of us <laughs> and tell us the best oh, thing that no. they found after Googling Brad Bobble, Lauren Hoffman, or Tommy Glasgow. Let us know. Let us know what you find. <laughs> it might be scary, but uh, at least we'll know where to look to fix. Send us pictures, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you, Tommy. It was really great talking to you today. Yeah, thank you so much, Tommy. Thanks so much for having me. It was fun. All right, guys. Thanks again for tuning in to The Lex Factor, and we will talk to you again next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to The Lex Factor. Lexicon takes care of business so you can take care of law. Learn how to build a better practice at lexiconservices.com.